Final hour, BetMGM The Night begins right now. Rob Brown filling in for Trista, filling in for Nick. Ryan Horvath with you here as usual. Uh, Creighton leads by 17, Rob, and I still don't feel good. I hate betting against UConn, and this just shows like how sharp the market is. You know what I mean? Like UConn closed as a two-and-a-half-point dog to the number one team in the country. You know, I'm sorry, Creighton did. And Creighton's a good team, don't get me wrong. But, I mean, like, UConn's won 14 straight games. 59-41 after the free throw, 13 minutes to go. All right, let's get back to some NFL draft talk. Earlier we talked with Aaron Lemming, talked about what the Bears are going to do at number one overall. We both expect that to be uh, Caleb Williams. We both expect Justin Fields to be moved. I'm just curious to see uh, what that price is. You know, is it a second-round pick, a third-round pick? I don't think it's going to be a first-round pick coming back to Chicago. Uh, To talk more draft. We welcome on now Ian Cummings. You can give him a follow on Twitter or on X, IC underscore draft, NFL draft analyst over at Pro Football Network. Ian, thanks so much for giving us some time, man. How you been? Doing good, doing good. It's a, it's a grind this time of year. As you know, we just had the Senior Bowl, the Shrine Bowl earlier this month. We've got the NFL Combine next week, actually. So the next big checkpoint, we'll see a lot of 40 times, right? Everyone gravitates to those, but uh, RAS thresholds, testing, right? Interviews, it'll be a big checkpoint and a big moving spot for a lot of prospects. Absolutely. I want to start with the wide receivers, man, because I say this every year, I feel like now, though, this is one of the deeper wide receiver classes I feel that we have. And everybody's been talking about Marvin Harrison. Uh, There's a lot of guys that I like, though. I like Malik Neighbors a lot. What's the drop off from Marvin Harrison to a guy like Malik Neighbors? And who are some of your favorite prospects this year at the wide receiver position? Yeah, for sure. I think the drop off, there's a decent drop off. And it's only because Marvin Harrison Jr. is just that good, right? It's not a slight to neighbors or Roma Dunze, who I also have in that tier. It's just Marvin Harrison Jr. is a tier above. He's the highest wide receiver that I've ever graded. So I think, you know, just the three level framework, six four, the ability to separate that he has, the contested catchability, he's the full package and no one quite amounts to that. But I really like Malik Davis. The dude is a powder keg, right? He's so explosive, so twitchy, physical rack threat, but really good at using his speed to separate and stack DBs in the vertical plane too. Roma Dunze, I liken him to a juiced up Keenan Allen. He's so flexible for his size at 6'3", 215, but he's he's an absolute contortionist at the catch point. Really good patience and body control. Some other guys I like kind of in the next tier. You've got Brian Thomas Jr. from LSU, my wide receiver four, 6'4", 205, really streamlined athlete, very explosive, very good body control and hands. Xavier Worthy from Texas. I know he's fallen under the radar a little bit, a little bit lighter, but he's a guy with elite speed and he knows how to use it. If he runs the 40, I think we're going to start to remember again because he's got jets. Uh, I like Jalen Polk from Washington a lot. He gets slept on a little bit too, but 6'2", 205. I think he wins in similar ways to Puka Nakua, actually. Very alignment versatile, very strong hands. And then you got some of the guys like Ladd McConkey, Roman Wilson, the really reliable separators who have that vertical speed too. Uh, and then A.D. Mitchell from Texas is another one I got to bring up. At six foot four, around 195, he's also a very good route runner. So top of the class, a lot of talent to know and a lot of high-end talent that I think could start pretty early in the NFL. I know we're, we're kind of looking at players in their breakdown and how they fit into the draft, but just your thoughts on the movement because of that, right? Like Marvin Harrison Jr., I agree. Generational talent. I think he's, he's, a, he's a must guy. But because you have this many guys, do you think there is, has there been noise about teams looking to move up and down for Marvin Harrison Jr.? Do you think that that is impacted by just the sheer number of top caliber wide receivers that are available this year compared to years gone by where there's only been one or two guys that feel like first round guys? 
I do think that depth, we could start to have that conversation. I think the board is still settling right now, so we're not exactly sure. But, you know, as good as Marvin Harrison Jr. is, right, you know, we I've, everyone that I talk with, like Malik Neighbors would be wide receiver one in any other class. Roma Dunze would be wide receiver one in any other class, right? So on the one hand, getting a chance to pick a guy like Marvin Harrison Jr., if you're the Patriots or the Cardinals, for example, you don't get that chance very often. But at the same time, if you can trade back and get a decent amount of capital and still get a guy like a Dunze, right, you know, at the, in that 12 to 13 range because we know there's a few QB needy teams who maybe could be eyeing a trade up that could be a viable option too and maybe a better value proposition so in any other class right if, if Odunze neighbors weren't there you know there would be a bigger gap between Harrison and the next best guy I would say it's probably more likely that someone is going to take that chance to take the generational wide receiver because you don't get that very often but you're absolutely right the depth is there at the top of the board and that could incentivize some teams to say hey let's see if we can you know tip the scales a little bit and get a better value deal. I feel like there's a lot of people that are trying to make the case like against Caleb Williams, really like the last two and a half, three months, uh, which that defense was historically bad, man. Alex Grinch was really bad. And I didn't think, to be honest with you, I didn't think Lincoln Riley was, was, was that great this year, but I love Caleb Williams. I like Drake may. I like Jaden Daniels. What are your thoughts on those three guys? Like those tier one quarterbacks. I know we'll get into like JJ McCarthy and Bo Nix, but you think all three of those guys are, you know, week one starters right away, rookie year? I think they can, yeah. I have it, Drake May, slightly over Caleb Williams. And by slightly, I mean it's literally 1A, 1B. Like, they're almost tied on my board, right? But I got Drake May, Caleb Williams, pretty much neck and neck at the very top of the board. May is my QB1 slightly. But I, I like Williams a lot. And, you know, to your point, yeah, when you have to score 50 points to win every week, it's going to be tough, right? You're going to have a lot of pressure on you. Uh, and he didn't have a great offensive supporting cast either. I think the creation ability that Williams has, the ability to, you know, extend plays, the, uh, you know, change direction, the instincts and space and the arm elasticity to all very strong parts of this game. Right now, I think Drake May is a little bit better at taking what's given, a little bit better at managing the pocket with discipline, and I think he's a little bit better at anticipating over the middle of the field, right? Those drive throws where you're throwing receivers open, Williams doesn't take those quite as often in structure, right? So I think May has a better translatability right now, and then he's also a very good talent. He's got some Justin Herbert to him. He's actually a very good athlete for his size, really strong arm, very good arm angle freedom. Jaden Daniels is a little bit farther down on my board. There's a gap between the top two and Daniels. Daniels is a very good creator. Again, obviously winning the Heisman, right? That running ability is there, and he's a very good deep passer. I do have some questions about the anticipation open middle of the field with him too, but I do think you have a solid enough floor where he can start right away and give that running value. So if you're picking number two, let's just assume Caleb goes number one to Chicago. I'm with you. I love Drake May, man. I know there was like some struggles, like him trying to figure out the too high shell stuff, but also like, you know, when Tez came in, like he didn't really have the best weapons down the field. That would be the argument I'd make for Drake May, like the numbers not being as great year two or even the second half of the season is freshman year. But if you're Washington, what do you do at number two? Is it Jaden Daniels or is it Drake May? Like who works better with Cliff Kingsbury in your opinion? Yeah, and that's the big discussion, right? Because on my board, I would take May pretty easily, right? Like I, I wouldn't think about it even. But I do think with Cliff Kingsbury coming in, you maybe going to get some, get some spread foundation in that offense with using a lot of four wide receiver, five wide receiver, even you know, kind of light personnel. And I think spreading the field – really fits with what Jaden Daniels does well, right? You know, Malik Davis and Thomas, they they used a lot of spread looks, kind of using the field, widening the defense and, you know, creating space, not only for Daniels to have more comfort, but also, you know, to create space for him as a runner too. So I think it plays into his skill set pretty well. 
That said, I think if you're looking for a spread scheme to threaten the defense vertically, Drake May also has the arm velocity, right, to you know create those drive throws and really capitalize on that too. So I would take May, but I think if you're the commanders and if you're using those spread concepts that Cliff Kingsbury is so affiliated with, it's got to be a discussion, right? You know, I think it's just a matter of does the talent discrepancy offset the scheme fit, right? I think Drake May could fit into that scheme well enough. And if you're a good offensive coordinator, you're going to mend your scheme to your quarterback, to your personnel, you know, and help maximize them. So for me, it would be May, but I could see them having a little bit of a discussion about it. Yeah. So I, I love Jaden Daniels. Uh, I, I think what he did at LSU was beyond impressive. I agree. He was working with probably more talent. No, not probably definitively more talent than Drake May was at North Carolina this kid gives me Lamar vibes. And I know that's a high mark. What is, and two-part question, number one, what is, in your opinion, genuinely the ceiling for Jaden Daniels? And part two, can you teach me how to pull off a deep V-neck t-shirt like that? Because, man, I'm jealous. What a, what a vibe. What a vibe. It's, you, you just got to settle into it, man, right? Just don't think about it. Just settle into yeah, it. Yeah. Just kind of let it marinate. You know, that's kind of my that's kind of my advice <laughs> for you, right? Don't force it. Just let it come organically. But um, yeah, I think uh, Jaden Daniels, he's got a high ceiling, right? I don't know if he's quite Lamar for me. I think Lamar is a little bit uh, – the thing with Daniels is he's 6'4", right? But he's 200 probably. You know, he's going to weigh in pretty light, and that shows up. Um, and he takes a lot of unnecessary hits, too. So, you know, he's – He's fearless. You can say that about him. But there, there are reps where he's jumping into piles. It's like, bro, preserve yourself, okay? Try and play it safe. We need you, right? We need you on the next down. So I think that competitive toughness is there. I think the running ability, like you said, that's the top selling point. He's explosive. He is fast, too. When he has a runway, man, he's gone. Very agile. I mean, he is the top flight of that kind of creation ability. Uh, I don't think the arm is quite at Lamar's level either. That's the thing. And that's what separate. That's another separation thing between him and May and Williams, right? I don't think the arm velocity is quite there. I don't think the angle freedom is quite there. A ceiling comp for him, though, because if you're thinking about ceiling, if he can, if it can click, I do think you could be looking at maybe a Lamar light, right? I think right now a decent mid-range comp is Tyrod Taylor. I think, you know, Tyrod Taylor at his peak was a pretty efficient quarterback who I think was a little bit ahead of his time, right? If, if an offense had known how to use his running ability a little bit more, maybe he could have had a longer prime. But that's a mid-range, maybe a low-end comp as well, right? But I think it's tough because you don't see a ton of passers that have that lighter frame, but are also as dynamic and as reliable as a runner, right? Because usually they have that added frame density to, you know, kind of increase their durability and longevity, right? So it's an interesting projection. It's a unique projection. It's one we haven't seen very often. I think low end, Tyrod Taylor, high end, maybe you're looking at Lamar Light if you want to be optimistic. He's got some work to do as a passer and he's not quite there with the arm, but the running ability, it, it's, it's certifiable. Listening to BetMGM tonight, we're talking right now with Ian Cummings, NFL Draft Analyst. You can follow him on Twitter, IC underscore draft. Uh, so how do you feel about the pass rushers? And I wanted to ask you, who do you think has the highest ceiling? Because obviously we're going to hear about Dallas Turner, Jared Verse. I like Chop Robinson, Chris Jenkins. Who are some of the uh, guys that you like in this draft? And who do you think has the highest ceiling? Yeah, the top end guys, man. I'm a big fan of all these. I think the edge class is fun because a lot of varying molds at the top of the board. Dallas Turner is my edge one. I think um, he has the highest ceiling for sure. And he has one of the highest ceilings that I've seen 
in my time evaluating and grading guys, which has only been about three, four years. So I don't have a large sample size to go off of, but uh, he's incredible. I mean, the explosiveness, the speed, the bend at 6'4", 252, and he's got really long arms too. So, you know, he's got the bend and speed of a finesse rusher where he can just get by you without even making contact. But then as soon as you settle into that role, he will widen you with his twitch and just explode into your torso with devastating amounts of power. So he's got the full package physically, still kind of refining his pass rush arsenal, but the in the modern NFL, you need to be able to disguise coverage looks. You need to be able to provi- provide pressure from different alignments, right? And I think Dallas Turner really fits into that. Latu Latu is very fun, 6'5", 260. He is the best technician of this group. Very fluid for his size. I think the medicals could be a concern, but you know, if you want a day one starter who's going to be an impact pass rusher, He's that guy. Jared Verse is a speed to power phenom. I mean, the amount of power that he can generate with his burst and his, you know, you know, relentless energy is incredible. And he's a very good run defender. I think Verse might be the best run defender of this group. And he's also a very good pass rusher too. I'm a big fan of Chop as well. He's a maniac. I, that's the that's the word that I use for him. I, the production doesn't always line up, and you know, he's not going to measure in the longest, right? I think he's pretty compact, six three, two fifty but probably shorter arms, but he's so explosive. I mean, in a blink, he gets upfield, right? He's going to test off the charts, I think. And, you know, that alignment versatile disruption ability, right? You could use him like a Micah Parsons light on your defense. Just let him roam around and just attack mismatches. I love that top group of edges. And I think guys down the line, too, you got Adisa Isaac from Penn State, Darius Robinson from Missouri, a lot of varying molds and a lot of guys with different skill sets that could melt to different schemes and, you know, kind of peak interest at different ranges on the board. And talk to me about running backs. We even had this conversation about the valuation of running backs up and down lately. We're watching guys like Derrick Henry. There are teams like the Dallas Cowboys that have decisions to make last year. Obviously, we had Bijan Robinson, no brainer to be the first running back off the board this year. Another guy out of Texas, John Brooks, Trey Benson out of Florida State, a guy that I like a lot. I think he's very underappreciated. Big reason FSU got the 12 and 0. Uh, Blake Corum, obviously, and all he did for Michigan this year. Any of these guys feel like franchise-changing running backs like Bijan Robinson did to you? No. Uh, Going to be a succinct answer. Bijan was special. And I think Bijan and Jameer Gibbs were actually both pretty special. But Bijan on my board was above a nine for me, which on my scale is a, a blue-chip prospect. You don't see that very often. You definitely don't see it from a running back. I think Bijan kind of set the set the standard for that just with his composite running ability. He was a great receiver, but – you know, at his size, being as flexible and creative and instinctive as he was, and then having the physicality of contact balance, like, you know, I say the full package a lot. It's a cliche for NFL draft guys, but he was the full package, right? So it's it's tough yeah. to match up to. He is the standard. But this year, I don't think there's a franchise changing back. I do think there are a lot of guys who, if you insert them into the proper supporting cast with a good offensive line, a good schematic outlook, uh, they could produce early on. Trey Benson is one of those guys for me. He's my RB1 right now. Uh, you know, six foot one, 225. His leg churn his contact balance working downhill is really impressive he's physical but he's got vertical speed too and he's a nuanced receiver john brooks i like bucky irving i like uh this class is a very fun one early middle rounds you could get a lot of value there ian thanks so much man we got to have you on again before the draft and after really great stuff ian cummings give him a follow on x ic underscore draft draft analysts over at pro football network give them a follow as well thanks so much man really appreciate it yes sir thank you for having me